You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Hello, this is Ruv English. I'm Darren Adam. Thank you very much for your company as ever. Today, we turn once again to the Nordic House in Reykjavik to detail an exhibition that is starting there in just a few days' time. But actually, it's as fair to say that this is an exhibition which has been delayed by 40 years. And I'm going to speak to one of the artists involved in this exhibition who was also involved 40 years ago when, very briefly, this exhibition did come to the Nordic House and then found itself truncated, I think it is fair to say. Kjetil Berg joins me from Norway. Kjetil, good morning to you. Thanks very much for your time. You're going to be in Iceland in about a week or so. But I want you to take me back to 1983 when you and your partner in this endeavour, Goran, were exhibiting an artwork, exhibiting an exhibition at the Nordic House in 1983. Tell me what it was and tell me why it ended. We had uh, about 300 uh, works with us as we came to Reykjavik. They were all photographs, a series of 175 slides, and the rest was black and white photographs and some texts. And we brought it all in a suitcase and we put it up in the Nordic house for the exhibition. Then we had an opening and we yeah we enjoyed it very much it was a great endeavor for us because it was a large space and a large amount of works that we had worked on um and then the day after my partner Göran Oldik uh, in crime as it were said mm. told me that the slide projections did not run and that the director didn't want them to run either so, so these, these slides were an addition then to the still photographs that you'd taken over this was another part of the exhibition it was another part of the exhibition but very much integrated in into sure. the uh, into the show it wasn't anything apart except for that is actually was moving as close as video uh, sort of old-fashioned video as you come. Mm. Anyway, this was... So then Göran uh, and I planned for a negotiation with the director. He suggested that we could tell the director to put a sign up saying that the um, slides were censored. And then if not, we would take the show down and go. Um, I was impressed by his uh, uh, forward thinking and agreed to this. And um, we told the director that, you know, it was a good idea that she said it was censored across the screen, let's say. Okay. She refused, and when I asked her why, she said it was too homosexual. So because we had put that proposal forward, we obviously just took um, everything down and yeah. and went back with it in our suitcases. So it had been up for, what, maybe two days, I think? My This is another very interesting 
interesting thing about it. Obviously, my my memories are hazy in terms of that. But I would, I assume that this was on the, the way I remember it that this was on the Saturday and I'd be left on the Sunday. An official explanation given, which appeared in the papers at the time. You know, this was unapproved in the sense that it was extra material which hadn't been okayed, and for that reason it had to come down. That was the official explanation. But plainly, you believe, a lot of people believe, that there was something about the homosexual nature, the queerness, if you will, of this additional material that caused such a problem. Now, we're talking about 1983. Do you think that this reflects the fact that in 1983, opinions were, sadly, it seems very, very different to the general opinion that people have of homosexuality and queerness now? Was it simply a reflection of the homophobia of the time, do you think? I guess it was. Um, I have also, I guess, I also can just uh, speculate, uh, but I assume that something would have happened at the opening. Somebody would have said something, Mm. which the director might have uh, reacted on or... But I'm not sure. Of course, I can mm. never be sure. But it, but it sort of seems likely that something happened after the show was up, rather than why we weren't we told during yes. the, the hanging of the show. And is there anything in that material or any of the material that you think in 2023 would even raise an eyebrow? Uh, that's an interesting uh, question. I don't think so, no. The fact that the, also the series was wasn't particularly the most homosexual of the of the or the most queer of the things that we put up, or perhaps it mm. was. I'm not sure. This is what I think. That's why it's, it's super interesting for people to have a look at it now, because mm. uh, because the series uh, was in fact an, a lightly clad man and a and a woman clad as a clad as a clad as a man. Undressing, undressing this, uh, and yet so the the woman was undressing the man, so it was a kind of a role re- reversal, mm. and very much, and it was very jokingly uh, shot, and not obviously not very uh, uh, done in any provocative yes, way. Yes. Very much a part of the show. What's really interesting as well in this story is that you're coming back to the the scene of the crime, as it were, the crime of censorship in 1983. You're coming right back to the Nordic House and very different attitudes from the current management, it seems. Yes. And, um, but also that's, but what is also interesting that it seems that there is a, a very long delay of the archives are not accessible still, even 40 years after. It takes even longer, a very long time till we actually get to know the real reason for what, what happened. Mm. But uh, it's amazing to come back. And I think it's fantastic that um, Unda has... She's taken, the curator. She is the curator here. Yes. And uh, it's very important work that she has done. I hope, anyway, I feel it's an incredibly important and good thing for us and very exciting. Has the work been updated at all over the 40 years or are you are you literally taking back what you originally took to the Nordic House in 1983? Uh, it's literally what was shown there, but much less of it than, than we had because some has disappeared and... This is, in a way, what we have access to just at the moment. 
Okay. Tell me more generally then. We've talked about the controversy around its effective cancellation in 1983. Tell me more generally about what people can expect if they come to see the exhibition. Well, what the, the, the show will have um, have the slide series. Well, there, there is one black and white and one in color. These would be running, not as a slide series, but digitally, because the slides are always runs into problems and this has just been tried and it is, isn't a good idea. So the slide series will be showing and then a series of uh, 33 images from the original series will be around, uh, will be hanging on the walls. Plus uh, a, a new a new attempt. We have uh, enlarged one of the images, which is an interesting thing to do. The technician and the people working with the uh, with the exhibition solutions at the Nordic House has been amazing. How do you think life has changed for gay people, queer people? in the 40 years since 1983, if you think it has, and how do you think it differs from the representations that people will see in this imagery? I think it has a lot, it has changed a lot. Obviously, depending where where you've been living. Uh, and um, we spoke when we were in Rachel Week, we spoke to uh, a gay couple and they were running the organization the organization, as far as I understood it at the time, the 78 yeah, group, this would be yeah, in, in regular. I have a magazine. Oh, wow. Kjetil is holding up to the camera on the Zoom call here from Norway, a magazine from that time, which is obviously hand drawn. The, the graphic design <laughs> dates it as much as anything else. What is in that magazine? It's uh, published by by, by some token, yeah, yeah, seventy eight. Yeah. And this is the first issue ever of this uh, of this magazine, and that must have been that that just it, that's dated October to December nineteen eighty two. So that must have just come out, and I think we probably got it from that meeting with these two uh, guys, yeah, who were very um, who said that they were very lonely in uh, in iceland and uh, practically the 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 only uh, well the face uh, the outward face of of the movement at the time and uh, i never kept in touch with them but it seemed incredibly it seemed incredibly uh, courageous and lonely at that time but also in a very in stark contrast to how we perceived uh, the general culture of Iceland from seen from Norway. What did Iceland look like in, in 1982 from Norway? What was your view of Iceland as a country? Did you have one or was it formed by your experience in the Nordic House? It was very much formed by the experience of the Nordic House at the time, but obviously it, it was upsetting, but not that upsetting. Things like that happen. Yes. But it's always a question, uh, there's always a question mark over it. And there was also some sort of um, also a weird sort of silence around it that you couldn't penetrate because of language and we unfortunately came in January in 1983 so uh, it, it was a very hard winter and it was 
it seemed like a very dark experience. <laughs> Literally. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we we can't do much about the weather or the winters, unfortunately. So you well, you're coming here in summer, I suppose, this time, which might make a difference. The exhibition starts at the Nordic House on the 10th of August. You are here, I think, in Iceland a couple of days ahead of that. Have you been in Iceland since 1983? No, I haven't. So I'm really excited to come yeah. to and see it because a lot of obviously all lots of my friends go there I've been there often I even discovered that some of my friends speak Icelandic uh, was there at the same time uh, yeah so I have a lot of a um, lot of connections and a very yeah quite very excited about going it's going to be uh, a big experience yeah, well, I know the Nordic House are, are very much looking forward to this particular exhibition. It runs from the 10th of August until the 30th of September. It's called Grimur, or Masks, in English. And, and maybe just a word on that title, Masks. Uh, again, thinking back to 1983, uh, I mean, does that, maybe it does refer to the fact that so many gay people and queer people did have to mask their identities? I suppose it it does. Uh, also, I I always found it. I think it sounds very good in Icelandic, not so good in in because it sort of links to grim, grimaces and mm. and also like in grim, it, it <laughs> has a has a more more depth to it than uh, than masks. But we weren't particularly thinking about. Only homosexuality. We were thinking about what, how people, how people hide behind uh, mm. facades and all people, general mm. people. And so a lot of the show, a lot of the exhibitions were about pe people that we met in other occasions and and uh, things we'd staged and set up as as um, uh, as meeting points and then photograph the, the incident that follows mm. like making events but also just by um, doing street photography so it was a mixture of that and and our own um, sexuality that that were it was an overall mm. more of an overall view of humankind seen with queer eyes I think we can agree without fear of contradiction that you're going to have a much better and more positive experience in Iceland this time. I hope you really enjoy being in the country. I hope that everyone enjoys the exhibition Grimur on masks on at the Nordic House. Free entry from the 10th of August. And Kjetil Berg, my guest, uh, joining me from Norway today. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Looking forward to that very much indeed. This is Ruv English. I'm Darren Adam, and you can contact us anytime. We are English at ruv.is. You are listening to the Roof English Podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.